Hey Divas, we are so happy you joined us for today's podcast. We are three best friends on a mission to grow closer to God and encourage others to do the same. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram for more uplifting content throughout the week. Let us know if you have any topics you'd like to hear or if you have any prayer requests. We hope you enjoy the episode. beatitude which is in Matthew chapter 5 verse 6 um it's blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they shall be filled um it's really interesting that God uses um the words you know blessed are those who hunger and thirst um so I looked at those definitions we know what that is but for us we think oh I'm hungry like but this is like true hunger like you know um and the definition of hungry is feeling the need for food, not just the want, but the need for food. Um, and the definition of thirsty is feeling a need to drink something, you know, not just, oh, it's not having a drink in a while, I should go get a drink. Um, so I just thought it was really interesting that God used this because, you know, water and food are essential for survival. Um, you know, I looked up and a person can live like three days, three to five days without water and food. Um, of course, dependent, dependent on like the temperature and, you know, that kind of stuff. But, you know, that's just really interesting to me because, um, you know, with our spiritual life, it could be the same way. You know, like how long without God can our spiritual lives live? And that's what we're kind of going to look at tonight. Um, the only example I have of like really being thirsty was when we had summer basketball workouts in the hot gym, no air conditioning. Um, you know, they wouldn't even turn those big fans on, you know. Um, and, you know, you'd be sweating, like, all the fluid that you feel like was inside of your body, you know. And we wouldn't get water breaks as often as we should, probably. And I was just, like, so desperate for water. Like, that's all I could think about is being able to take a sip of water and, like, I just knew it feel so good. And, you know, of course, when I did finally get the water, it just, like, made me feel, you know, it's amazing. Big enough, though. Yeah, yeah. And that's exactly right. I didn't eat <laughs> yeah, you feel your body, like, thanking you, you know, and like Savannah said, you know, you want more. You just want to keep drinking more. But, of course, there's other people behind you, you know, about to pass out. But, um, you know, that's the closest I've been to thirsty. I don't know if y'all are hungry. I don't know if y'all have any personal examples or anything. Um but I've never been out west or anything, so no, <laughs> I don't know anything about that kind of stuff. Yeah, but um, you know that's how we should feel with God's word. You know, we should have that attitude of you know like an intense desire for God's word, a desperation, you know, a need. Um, not just looking at it and be like, oh yeah, I know I'm supposed to do that kind of stuff. Like you're, you know, you you can't live without it. Kind of attitude. Um, do y'all have anything to say before I go into an example of just like the wording that they use of hunger and thirst? No. But mm -hmm. when you're talking and, and talking about like thirsty, um, it makes you think of like the rich man Lazarus when he was so thirsty and hell that he just wanted someone to cool his tongue just mm -hmm. with, you know, a drop. And I don't think I could ever say that I've been in that situation before. Yeah, no, me either. 
That's a good point. Um, I was looking in the Bible for like examples of someone who had that attitude that was hungry and thirsty for God and um, you know always wanted to do the right thing um, and I feel like Daniel is a really good example like he just like it just seems like he had that zealous attitude you know for God um, you know we read that he refused the king's food um, and that had to be really brave you know thing to do um, knowing that he could have been killed for that simple act but he did it because that's what you know was lawful for for him and you know, then he stayed humble when he would um, interpret those dreams because he knew it wasn't him that was doing it. You know, he knew it was God. Like, and he credited God for that. And you know, he prayed to God even though it was unlawful. Um, and then he kept his faith. You know, when he got thrown into the lion's den. Um, so, I mean, how do we get that attitude? like Daniel, like how do we get that zealous, like hungry and thirsty attitude? Um, because when I was reading this, like, I mean, it really put a check on me, you know, like, okay, like, I feel like I'm doing pretty good with my attitude for God. Like I really want to try my hardest. But then when you read those words, I can truly look at what it means, you know, to hunger and thirst for God. Like it's something that I want to work on and try to, you know, to be better at. Um, so I found a couple of verses, um, Jeremiah 15, 16, um, says your words were found and I ate them and your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. So that's interesting that he says, you know, he ate the words, mm. you know, and when you eat something, you digest it, you know, and you take it in, you're not just looking at it and thinking, you know, like some people do, like. Um, you know, if you see a cookie and you're like, oh, let me watch you eat that because I can enjoy that. You know, I'm not supposed to have that. You know, it's not that. You're actually taking that in and let, you know, meditating on that, you know, like, and that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to take the words in and meditate on it, not just read them and know them. You know, we're supposed to, um, you know, let them sink into our hearts. Um, and then the second one that I have is John 7:37. Is um, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Of course, that's Jesus talking. Um, so, you know, if we study God's word and let the words digest in us, you know, and come to Jesus for, you know, come to God when, you know, we're struggling, and, um, then he can, you know, be that fulfillment. Of course, we're going to talk about the last part um, next is for they shall be filled. But y'all have anything about that first part before I move on to the for they shall be filled part? I mean, to to me, like, to be able to be filled with something, you first have to be empty. Um, so, thinking of how we empty ourselves, we kind of have to strip away all of our worldly desires and all of our worldly dreams and fill them with, with God's things. Mm -hmm. So, it can be kind of daunting to look at all of the worldly things that you have and prioritize them below God because a lot of times we think that we're we're seeking God first but are are we really seeking God first are we really you know wanting him to be in absolute control of our lives yeah I mean and with that like when you do um, make those priority list you know you can write that down and say this is what I'm going to do but that takes like an everyday, like every 
you know, action, you know, mm -hmm. because it is so easy to put yourself first, you know, and to put other worldly things before God. Um, so that's, that's good. Um, one thing I had really with this was, um, you know, junk food, when you, you can only satisfy for so long, like, you know, it's, and then you're just like, you know, I just want some french fries or something. Mm -hmm. And it just like, it has, it feels that need for a moment. Mm -hmm. But if you eat that every day, if you're eating sweet and stuff every day, you get to a point where you're like, I really want some vegetables mm -hmm. or some meat. I need something substantial. That's why I call that cup of food substantial food. Mm -hmm. Because it's, it's going to actually, you know, it's actually good for you. It's going to nurture your body. Mm -hmm. um, and God's words like that, you know, you can only fill your life with, worldly things to try to, you know, if you're feeling empty or you're feeling like you need something, worldly things can only um, satisfy you for so long before you need that substantial food, which is God's word. And um, there's several times in the Bible that, you know, the different writers compared God's word to food. Um, like a common one is milk. Um, like First Peter chapter 2, verse 2 says desire the sincere milk of the word as newborn babes so you may grow by it and it's also described as milk in first corinthians that's the one where it's like um you know you've only been you know feasting on the milk of the word you haven't gotten into the meat of the word mm -hmm. and so you know milk is a common thing you know for babies and young children because it you know it's good for them and it's the only thing they can eat for a while is the milk you know there's several months they can get to eating solid foods um, so that the milk of the word is supposed to be what brings you in and what draws you to God. And then you, as you dive in, you get that protein, you get the meat. Mm -hmm. And that's what keeps you and, you know, leads to your, you know, further, to further your Christian walk, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, so, it, you know, it says that several times. And then Jesus in John chapter six, he described himself as the bread of life sent from the father. And also, we don't have Jesus, you know, physically with us here right now like they did. But he left us his word for a reason. So mm -hmm. his words are the bread of life as well. That's kind yeah, of how I that's how I look at it. Mm -hmm. um, so those are kind of my thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. It's Luke six twenty five. Um, you know, it says, Woe to you who are full, for you shall hunger. You know, kind of going back to what you were saying, Ava, you know, if you're full of all the worldly pleasures and what you know desires then um you know you have to empty yourself of that first because if you already think oh well i'm full you know then basically something's going to happen to where you're going to realize you know what i am hungry for something like you're going to keep searching for something to make you happy you know on earth mm -hmm. and really true happiness is not until you've emptied yourself and filled yourself up with god's word the last thing that I have is from Psalms 107, verses 4 through 9. And I'll just read that. They wandered in the wilderness in a desolate way. They found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses. And he led them forth by the right way, that they might go to a city for a dwelling place. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. In which I posted that um, today. Or yesterday, yesterday, whenever y'all say this. But, um, <laughs> um, you know, when I read this, I didn't quite understand exactly what it was meaning. If 
if it was made in, you know, like a earthly hunger or a spiritual hunger, you know, whichever. And um, as I kept reading it and kept, you know, studying it, um, it made me think of, you know, a time in my life when, um, you know, all I was filling my, myself with is junk food. You know, I was trying to search for something on earth to, to fill those holes inside. Um, you know, I felt an emptiness that needed to be filled and, and I thought it was something that I could fix on my own, you know, with the things of the earth. And, you know, I was filled with negativity and depression and I just felt so lost. And, you know, this, this reminded me of it because, you know, in verse four, like the first part, it says they wandered in a desolate way. You know, that desolate is like an empty way, a depressed way, you know, and, and that's where, I, that's what I was doing. You know, I was wandering in that, in that depressed way and empty way. And, um, you know, the second part is they found no city to dwell in. And of course, what I found out is that none of those things that I was looking, you know, none of those directions were home. None of those, dire none of those directions led me to happiness. And, um, you know, that next verse, verse five, um, where, you know, it says they were hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. And that's what, that's where I was, you know, in, in that time of life, like my soul was empty um, and it needed to be fed. And I just didn't realize that, you know, that that's what I needed. You know, I knew that I had, you know, separated myself, but um, it just didn't hit me yet. And, you know, when I did turn to God in verse 16, you know, I said the people, they cried out to the Lord in their trouble and he delivered them out of their distresses. You know, like when I turned to God, that was leaving all that stuff behind. So, you know, all my distresses behind. Um, and then the next verse says, and he led them forth by the right way. And, you know, God led me to the right way. And, you know, that next verse, um, that next verse says that they might go to a city for a dwelling place. And, you know, it feels like home. And that's what that's talking about is, you know, God leads you in a right way and it feels like, home. I'm sorry, I'm getting emotional, <laughs> but um, I've read this so many times that I haven't cried, but... Um, but, um, that next verse is, you know, talking about thankfulness and I'm so thankful, you know, that for the amazing God that we serve that, you know, can lead us in the right way and can lead us to true happiness. And of course that last verse, you know, he satisfies the longing soul, um, with, and he fills the hungry soul with goodness. Um, so I think when we put our happiness on like temporary things, like things of this earth, when we put that on that, then we have temporary happiness. But if we put it on things that are eternal, then that's where you get eternal happiness. And mm -hmm. it's it's so easy to get distracted by things of this world because we have people around us every day that are saying like, well, this is what you need. Like, this is what makes people happy. This is what you should be doing too. Mm -hmm. Instead of, you know, setting our minds on things that are above to be able to obtain that eternal happiness. Mm -hmm. And so that's that. I mean, I think one of the big things which you touched on Marina with that, um, 
it's just like, where do you turn when you're struggling with something, mm -hmm. you know? Um, obviously, the right place to turn is to God. And, right. you know, figuring that out can sometimes take some time mm -hmm. and until you figure out what the source of your whatever unhappiness is, you right. know? And finding that, you know, real happiness like you were talking about. Because, mm -hmm. um, like, you know, we're told to, if we just ask God, and then he'll give it to us. Not that he's like a genie. Mm -hmm. He's not like, yep, good. your wish is granted. Yeah. You know, it's not like <laughs> yeah. that. We like to think it's like that. Mm -hmm. You know, we think, all right, as soon as I pray for this, God is yeah, just going to give it to me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's not always, it's not always true. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's when you need to wait a little longer. You need to grow. You need to, um, you know, figure some more things out before you're ready for this. And mm -hmm. it's hard for us to see that, um, but... That's where that if we're if we're really hungering and thirsting after righteousness and trying to serve God to the best of our ability and trying to do what is right, mm -hmm. then why wouldn't God want the best for us? Want to give us what we really want? Want the desires of our heart? Mm -hmm. um, that's what David wrote in the Psalms: "Was to watch yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart." Mm -hmm. So as long as we're striving to do what's good and we want things that are good, I mean, I truly believe that God wants us to have. Mm -hmm what we we want in, in his time. Right. And I think as you grow, you know, more in your faith in God and you're able to, you know, obtain that hunger and thirst for, for righteousness, then the things that you desire, like your earthly desires, seem to go away. You know, you, you start desiring um, sure, yeah. things that God wants for you, you mm -hmm. know. Um, not that there's anything wrong with having earthly desires, but they just don't seem as important once your faith has grown. Mm -hmm. That's all really good thoughts. Um, that's all I have. So we hope you enjoyed it. And um, if you want to send us a message or comment, you know, your thoughts on this lesson, you know, like we've said before, um, you know, we're, we are studying all this too. You know, we're, it's like a class. So if you have anything that you want to add on to this lesson, you know, please let us know because we'd love to, we'd love to hear it. So, bye. bye.